What are some of the practices that build up a relationship? Uh, we can sit down with our kids and be sure to read them a bedtime story every night. Some couples set a regular date night where they make sure that they get out and have a meal with just themselves each week or every other week. I know that Ben Sloan, the senior pastor here, seems to make sure to walk around and say good morning to everyone when he comes in, even if he has a busy day. These are practices that build up a relationship. Let me ask, what are the spiritual practices that have helped you to be more faithful? Or maybe it's it's easier for you to see some practices that you notice as important in shaping a Christian you admire. For example, I know my granny kneeled by her bed each night to pray, and that was important in forming her. Today, we're, we are going to hear Jesus teach about a religious practice that is common around the world and has been for thousands of years, fasting. Hi, pals. This is Blaine Hill with the Simply Stated podcast for you, the Journey Sunday School class at Lake Murray Presbyterian Church in South Carolina. This season of the podcast is focusing on Jesus' Sermon on the Mount in the Gospel according to Matthew chapters 5 through 7. And today we're reading in chapter 6, verses 16 to 18. As always, I'll try to state simply some of the basic elements of the passage and then we'll draw some deeper wisdom from it too. Here now are verses 16 through 18 of the 6th chapter. And whenever you fast... Do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly I tell you, you they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen, not by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Well, if you've been listening and reading in the two previous podcasts, two sections we looked at, you can see this is very similar. Jesus says uh, in those passages, when you give alms and when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. Don't be out in public, but work in secret and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Fasting. It's an ordinary religious practice like prayer and giving alms. Well, what does fasting mean? Fasting means going without food, sometimes other things, but basically it means going out with without food, choosing to go without food, though it's a physical necessity, and doing so for a spiritual benefit. It's important to know that a healthy person certainly can go without food for a surprisingly long time without any harm. It's pretty unpleasant. Uh, but it won't harm us. Now, a person who is has a health condition, something like diabetes, or is a, a woman expecting a baby, that may not be the time to fast, or the person to fast. But for most people who are reasonably healthy, uh, it is not going to hurt us a bit. It was such a common religious element uh, in Jesus' day and in the Old Testament that the prophet Isaiah could use it as a contra-example. Uh, he he could assume that everyone understood what a, what a fast was, at least in principle. And in fact, Jesus is much like the prophet Isaiah. Let me read from that chapter. This is the 58th chapter of Isaiah. The people of God are complaining to God. Why do we fast, but you do you not see? Why humble ourselves, 
but you do not notice. Look, you serve your own interest on the, your fast day. This is God replying. And oppress all your workers. Look, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to strike with a wicked fist. Such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose as a day to humble oneself? Is it to bow down the head like a bulrush and to lie in sackcloth and ashes? Will you call this a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast I choose? To loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke. Powerful words there. And so you can see Jesus' criticism of public and showy fasting. Uh, he is based well upon the Old Testament, which is important because Jesus says uh, at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, he says, I have not come to replace the law, but to complete it. And so here he is completing the law, following through with the prophet Isaiah. This is the only place that Jesus teaches about fasting. He assumes it, but he doesn't command it. Paul doesn't teach about it really either. So maybe we can apply this guideline of not being showy to other Christian disciplines. Things like Bible reading, scripture memorization, journaling. They're not intended to be used as virtue signaling, showing other people our Christian character. The Christian disciplines are not Christian witness. Huh. Now, it's worth noting the church in the U.S., this idea of fasting it probably seems very strange. We don't teach for it. We don't often today call for fasting. Given how materialistic our culture is, I'm sort of convinced that fasting might be especially beneficial to us, that our desire to avoid it as a culture Maybe a signal that we this is the discipline we might need most of all. One of the things that happens in fasting, if you don't eat, uh, a lot of people get crabby. One of the ancient fathers of the church, I can't remember who or I would tell you, one of the ancient fathers of the church responded to that complaint in this way. Fasting doesn't make you short-tempered. You are already short-tempered, and fasting simply reveals this to you. For ancient wisdom, that connects a lot to some modern understanding. How often do we people hear people talk about dealing with their sadness or, or stress or strain by overeating or self-medicating with drugs and alcohol? So perhaps fasting is a discipline that is most suited to a culture where we can have almost anything we want. What does Jesus mean when he says, don't disfigure your face, probably just putting on a sackcloth cloth, old braggedy clothes, and ashes, olive oil on your head. That was kind of the common uh, skin and oil, whoa, hair treatment. People just used it uh, as part of freshening up each day. So he's saying, wash your face. Look normal. Even if you're fasting, go about looking like everything is normal. It is interesting to think, so we've got the, the, we've got the essential simply stated, fasting is going without food, which will press you to prayer, and to do so without, while, all the while, while looking normal. It is worth noting that one of the essential marks of the Christian church is a meal instead of fasting. The Lord's Supper. Interesting to note 
that you know, ritual washing, baptism, is a, is a note, one of the identifying marks of the Christian church. Um, I don't think that Jesus had this in mind per se, but it is an interesting contrast. Another church fa- father uh, has this to say about um, fasting uh, and, and not fasting in a way that will gain us praise. Chrysostom says, The contempt of men's praise is no small fruit, for thereby we are freed from the heavy slavery of human opinions. So perhaps secret fasting is a secret weapon against a temptation to people-pleasing. If you're a people-pleaser, you know how hard it is. It can be to not do things in order to to win other people's approval. And so perhaps by keeping things in secret and seeking only to please our Heavenly Father, it is a kind of weapon to guard against a desire for people-pleasing. Um, Jesus is going to talk about some other challenges we have. Uh, not everybody's a people-pleaser, but I think it's worth noticing. Um, if we compare these three passages... Uh, the one on almsgiving, the one on prayer, the one on fasting. It's quite easy to notice simply by looking at the Bible that there is Jesus teaches less about what you might call religious practice, piety, than he does about how to deal with our relationships with other people. He spends a lot of time talking about anger and adultery and promises and divorce and retaliation and love for enemies about half the time talking about religious practice. It's kind of interesting. Uh, Jesus is not particularly concerned with super, spirit, super spirituality, but he's very concerned with us being working towards reconcil- reconciliation in our relationships. Another way to put this is Jesus is simply saying, don't be Christian weird on purpose. Do you know what I mean by Christian weird? Uh, sometimes people will uh, make themselves peculiar to signal and to demonstrate that they're Christian. But Jesus is, seems to be teaching us that loving our enemies is going to be plenty strange. We don't, don't need to point out our Christian piety to other people. In fact, we shouldn't. The only audience for our Christian piety is God and not other people. To show off for other people really is to have our face in two directions. To God, it seems, and to other people, to be two-faced, to be a hypocrite, which is exactly what Jesus warns us against. Well, I hope this has been edifying for you and you think about fasting. Let me encourage you, if you haven't fasted before, give it a try. Uh, And uh, if you have and it's been fruitful, maybe you've set it aside, maybe it's time to pick it back up. It will enrichen, enrichen, not sure that's a word, it will make more rich the feasting of the holiday season as we approach Christmas. God bless you all. If you have a question, a thought, a comment, want to disagree with me, I sure would love to hear from you. So reach out to me, shoot me an email, call me, text, whatever. Would really love to hear from you. Next week, we're going to do something a little different since we're right before Christmas. Instead of reading in the Sermon on the Mount, we're going to look at some of the birth stories Uh, in the New Testament, really two of them, and do a little comparison with our manger scenes. I think it'll be fun. I've taught this in a class, and I hope you'll enjoy it. Well, God bless you, and see you soon.